Hello and welcome to Everything to Guppy, the podcast where we talk about every single item, every single enemy, every single everything in the Binding of Isaac. I'm William Hughes, and I'm joined, as always, by a guy who's Opa Gangnam style, Gary Butterfield. I'm pretty psy for a fly guy. Ooh, that's what Gary? I, that's what I would have used. Uh, well, <laughs> it was okay for it to just be better. <laughs> I set you. I set him up, you knock him down. That's the Guppy promise. You and I are a team. That's right. I'm the straight and- man. You're the funny one. Yeah, uh, the uh, <laughs> the uh, I there's the the sliding scale of straight men that happens with uh, on any podcast network. Am I right? But especially with uh, Duck Feed. Yeah, and of course, like, joining us uh, as always is our now new permanent co-host Cole Ross. Uh, yeah. Hey, uh, oh, somebody is hammering something. I thought somebody was knocking. And first, oh. when you just said joining us as always, Cole, and then the knock happened on my door. That would like, have oh. been amazing. <laughs> that would an amazing flex for me to just have Cole yeah, suddenly join the fly call. Out. Yeah, or, or or fly him out so he's at my door. Like yeah, a, a, a podcasting telegram. Um, can't. Oh, that's a that gave me chills. Yeah, I just say just the, po- the podcast knows where you live. Yeah, yeah, just manifested a very horrible idea. Hey there, uh, uh, I'm at your door. It's uh, it's time for a little hardcore door to door history. <laughs> the uh, a buck a transatlantic trip. That's all we ask. Uh, does does uh, Dan Harlan or Carlin or Marlon uh, actually talk like kind of like a weird Nixon, like Nixon's throat like that. That's not the worst impression of Dan Carlin anyone's ever done. I, I'm not. I'm, I'm legitimately asking. I've never heard the man's voice. Oh, he's he's got uh, he's got a kind of a engagingly rough kind of voice. Mm, uh, yeah. It's appealing, I would say. I kind of like how you're doing this. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Like voice there's a little bit of like a Lycus kind of thing, like a Don Imus oh. kind of vibe. I don't know. One of those bad yeah. uh, radio people who say bad racist things. He's like a good version of a racist, is what you're saying. I, I can never tell if Dan Carlin's completely okay politically. It's always a little tricky. <laughs> you can't be that interested in Rome and not be a little sus. Yeah. You know? Like, like constantly. Like I, I, I genuinely love uh, Mike Duncan, who does Revolutions, uh, who mm-hmm. is like very strong leftist. But he does have to occasionally be like, no, I'm super leftist. My, my interest in history is from a leftist perstective. Yeah. Please do not let me in with the fascists. The strong man of Rome theory of political power. Yeah. yeah. That being said, some of those Roman men were very strong, Gary. Dude, like, tell me about it. At oh, in a fucking, podcast. Fucking monkey paw just curled back two fingers to flip you off. <laughs> and do it, do it in a, uh, do it in a telegram form. Ooh, yeah. Hey, uh, Gary, we've got. Hey. One of the best runs, we're doing two weeks today, and it's a real strong run of items, unfortunately. Incredibly interesting or great. Yeah. And, and we're not going to do them even a little bit of justice. No, no, because no. we're not only are we we're in a hurry because of the holiday coming up, we're going to do shorter, slightly shorter episodes. Everyone will be fine with that. I'm saying it loud <laughs> to get on tape. So either <laughs> to encourage us to do it or so people can yell at us. Yeah. Then we're going to uh, mail it to ourselves so that it becomes legal fact. Copyright. We'll telegram it to ourselves. Uh, and then the, uh, the other thing about us not doing justice is that's not something we do. That's true. Uh, we don't, we do justice. not do our blank diligence. No. Yeah. We do not do our do something. Uh, we're talking do about South? Fly, of course. Gary, have we never we're talked having... about do South, the TV show where, uh, Mountie goes to Chicago, uh, to solve crimes. That's a really good idea for a show. I, I didn't, uh, I didn't know about do South. Uh, it's like a real standard, like nineties, like comedy, buddy cop kind of thing where does he dress like well, a mountie and like stay on the horse the whole time he does dress like does a he mountie ride the, whole the horse time. on there i don't think he has the horse but he does dress like a mountie the whole time 
and he's paired up with the, like uh, a tough as nails Chicago cop. Uh, low, uh, low key, great joke in Gremlins too is that Canadian restaurant. Oh, that they go to yeah with they the big, no, with the it. with the chocolate mousse. The chocolate mousse. May I give you just a little bit more antler, ma'am? <laughs> like uh, just very good. Can I freshen up your Molson? Like he's going around pouring Molson like it's water on the, <laughs> into people's cups. Like God, perfect film. Um, perfect item. Sci-fi. Uh, yeah. So this is this is really defensive this is, item in the game. Yeah, I mean, best maybe? fly item, and also yes, maybe strongest defensive item in the entire game. But I'm gonna put the screws to you, Gary. Screw uh, this me. or, or bu- this or a whole screw uh, me. Screw somebody. Screw me. Uh, this or, or holy mantle. Better defensive item. I was also gonna say somebody screw me. I'm glad that we're on the same page today, bud. Uh, we're very simpatico today. I I I think we're, we're very we're drift compatible. We're topatico. Yeah. Oh. oh, we're uh, tapatico. We're tapatio today. We Gary, you and I together, two uh, very white men, form a delicious tapatio sauce. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My, like I, I think if we were going to make a hot sauce, tapatio would probably be about what we could top out at. <laughs> yeah, I, I have access to tomatoes. Yeah, we can, like some tomatoes and maybe a hint of vinegar, mm-hmm. maybe a hint of black pepper. Gary, I can't wait uh, for the spinoff of Guppy where we create an, uh, you know, a non-white American-based cuisine food cart. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and really uh, and just we're, appropriate we're the, the shit it. out of that stuff. We are in the city for it. Mm-hmm. We could do it. We could end up on that racist sandwich podcast. No problem. Um, <laughs> I don't <laughs> yeah. know what sandwich. Uh, moving on. The, uh, it's a Portland food uh, podcast. Yeah. Uh, I think that the original term was was about like co-op. I mean, it's about restaurants and stuff, but I think originally yeah. it was based on co-oping uh, food carts, which we get. Uh, what this does. So, this Gary, you were asking, I, I still yeah. think Holy oh, Mantle yeah. is overall a better, uh, just because not being hit, there are so many mechanics in this game that rely on not being hit, and this doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. Like, that, like Holy Mantle stops one of all damage. This stops a lot of some damage. Many of most. Mm-hmm. Like, most projectile. Uh, this is a little tiny fly. He's glowing. And he just knocks shots out of the air. Yeah, like I'm trying to think what's like the pop culture there's some pop culture thing where like maybe like Fortune's weird belt from Metal Gear Solid 2. Oh. <laughs> I, Is that I the touchstone about, we all have? I no, I know I know exactly what you're talking about. It's very much like that, but in my head I wasn't thinking of Fortune as a person. I was just thinking of an expression uh like life's rich pageant. <laughs> yeah. Fortune's weird belt. That is my favorite MER <laughs> album. Yeah, I, this is another instance of Cupid's chokehold. Um, the uh, yeah, it just uh, stops you from being hit by projectiles. Yeah, it's like a point defense kind of thing where it's just kind of it zips a little bit out to like it chases them down and eliminates the enemy shots. It's super powerful. It yeah, it just it doesn't sound powerful except for the fact that it it does like eighty percent or something. It's just ridiculous. It, it's very effective. Yeah, if you take this into uh, can, a, like, you know, mom's heart, I feel like is like the quintessential, like, basic uh, bullet hell boss in this. This makes mom's mm-hmm. heart pretty much trivial. It, it even it it's a huge help for even something that like like a hush or delirium. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it cuts the number of times you're going to hit in those fights, which tend to have more or less mandatory hits. Uh, not exactly mandatory, but you know what I mean? Uh, cuts those down to like a third of what they would be. It's just wildly good. It's super like it uh, does have a little bit of cooldown after it blocks, but it's it's 
For one thing, it's it it still blocks even when it's in cooldown mode. It just doesn't go chase them down. Yeah, like th- that's it. It it goes in. Yeah, it sprints to the bullets. Uh, incredibly good. Yeah, uh, I love it. Very and good is this uh this is just treasure room too? This is just a treasure room uh item. Mm-hmm. It's it's quality four, so it's probably a little rarer, but yeah, quite rare. Uh, or you can get it from the baby shop. Yeah, which uh, we haven't talked about the baby shop yet. I don't think. Go uh, into the baby shop. Gonna get babied. Um. Yeah. I mean, that is where Gary. Where do babies come from? Ooh, good question. Uh, pussy. Cats? Yep. Some kittens. We solved it. Yay. <laughs> Babies come from kittens. Babies come um, from kittens. Kittens come from cat fucking. Yes. Which comes from vagina Which comes from Me. the Oregon Me. Humane Society. Oh, from Will. Yeah. Uh what should uh, that's, that's how I got my like nickname, the, the mother of cats. Yes, yeah, the mother of all cats, or King Pussy, as it were. Um, <laughs> Goku, it's me, King Pussy. <laughs> I I agree. Like a lot of people were like, "Man, your impression of that is, is great." Uh-huh. The, everyone complimenting your impersonation of that has done uh, as much as anything else to make sure I never watch Dragon Ball. <laughs> Absolutely, it's such an unpleasant voice. It's, it's scary. It's, is it is it unpleasant or is it energetic? Uh, no, it's unpleasant. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, I just super ask, easy I'm question. just asking questions. Yeah, super easy question. I yeah. thank you for asking. Uh, obviously, the former. Um, if people like the show, what should they do? Will uh, Gary? They can go to uh, Patreon.com/slash/DuckFeedTV and contribute some money to the Patreon, which will then mm-hmm. trickle down to me. I used to joke about not getting any money. Starting to be more money. Gary, yeah, it's upsetting. Now. Yeah, a raising tide lifts all boats, even yours. It, it fucking even sucks, man. Even this little dinghy at the back. Yeah, even, even that hole-filled stupid dinghy. Including the dinghy. garbage scow that we have out back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can also leave us a rating review on Apple Podcasts or Podcast Addict. Uh, like this one, left by uh, Big Mike 91 uh, you know, a stalwart of leaving <laughs> reviews, uh, left on Podcast Addict, Supercomputer? Doesn't seem so super to me. And that was a five-star review. Oh, excellent. Thank you. A callback to Gary's greatest comic creation ever. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Doesn't seem so great to me. Me me either, bud. Good night. It's good. What was that? (laughs) This is a new (laughs) sign-off. Good. Good. (laughs) It just says in the notes, say good while coming. (laughs) <laughs> the uh, uh man God, I love to come. Hello and welcome to Everything to Copy the Binding of Isaac podcast. The cover is every item, trinket, character, boss, and everything in the Binding of Isaac series of video games. My, my name is Gary Butterfield, and with me as always is uh, Steve Rogers, if Steve Rogers was a Ruffles potato chip, Will Hughes. Gary, I regret to inform you that the first line of this episode is you saying it feels good to come. It's, well, people gotta know. Yeah.
And I mm-hmm. also, uh, I recently like made a public stance that I'm like kind of eh on it. On, on orgasming? Yeah, you're not as yeah. into it. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. I think, I think it feels pretty good. I, no, I'm not going to lie. Like maybe it's just me, but for me, I think it feels pretty good. I can't stop thinking uh, about how it's just meat reacting to impulses. It's definitely meat reacting to impulses, but that's what happened to Frankenstein. And you respect <laughs> Gary, him. Fuck, Gary. That's true. I do respect <laughs> Frankenstein a lot. You're you're a famous Frankenstein respecter. <laughs> and it's basically like, it's alive for the new lightning strike your ding dong. And it like, master, you know, and, and just goes. Gary, you don't have and to then narrate my own life back to me. Yeah. I'm just saying like, you know. Look at look at the the humble pitiable orgasm with a little bit more uh, compassion. I I will mm-hmm. I pledge to do that. So Gary, your intro was to take you were <laughs> Gary. How many wavy lays are you eating? That that's your first reference for wavy. Uh I know I, I don't eat none. I don't eat uh, okay. wavy lays. I just couldn't couldn't think of something else that was wavy. The yeah. flag, which which felt uh, confusing because I was going for Captain America. Yeah. Uh, Gary, yeah. uh, we're talking today about wavy cap, an item I don't think I've ever picked up, which is weird because it's just uh, unlocked with repentance. Yeah, it's just it's just around. It's uh, it looks a lot like skinny odd mushroom. Oh, you know, it's because it's secret room. It's secret room, so those tend to uh, be yeah. a little harder to find. It's also one of the worst things you can get in a secret room. It's uh, really interesting, it's, though, isn't it? It's super interesting. Yeah, it's great. It's very interesting. The uh, so this is a mushroom. It's another mm-hmm. mushroom item you can get. When you pick it up, you get a recharging active use item that has a trade-off. The reason why it, it does recharges is when you use it, it increases your tiers but reduces your speed uh, yeah, and so then the, makes everything trippy on the screen. And that, that actually has a pretty big effect. Like it's sometimes yeah. the trippy effects in this don't – like RetroVision doesn't do that much. Um, this can make it hard to play eventually. Yes. Like this operates in a space that repentance – fucks around with and earlier Isaac really didn't which is like mm-hmm. letting you decide how much penalty you want to take in exchange for power yes yep uh, and kind of like slowly turning you into a turret like yeah, you eventually get so slow if you just because you can use this many times per room yeah uh, you can use, up you can use this up to nine times with or just its, yes. its auto charge and then more past that if you have batteries mm-hmm. and that's a big deal a minus you know uh, 0.03 10 times it's pretty intense but uh, plus 0.75 tiers not affected by cap uh that yes. same number of times you are putting out an enormous amount of tears by the time you're done with this uh and then the uh, awesome little balancing thing because of repentance you know game of the year is that uh it takes a while to wear off mm-hmm. so you you know you just kind of jam it uh in a room because you need that power but you have to you don't only have to pay for it there you have to think like oh do i want the next five or six rooms to be like much harder and, and like I, I power now. Yeah, I had never had this item, so I, I this is one of those times I actually watched the like the whole video on the wiki. The mm-hmm. the distortion effect is extremely disorienting about after about four or five uses. Yes, yeah, it becomes hard to hit things. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, super cool item. What a great idea. Yeah, Isaac gets increasingly uh, zonked out the the more time the more you use it, which is also very mm-hmm. cool. It's because uh, he's uh, uh, he's getting high. This is a magic mushroom. And of course, as always, uh, Rock Bottom makes this the most broken fucking item in the entire game. Yep, because meters only go up. Yeah, so you don't get the speed down. And uh, the maximum, whatever the maximum number of times you manage to jam this in a room, that's your permanent plus tiers effect. So enjoy your extra uncapped 7.5 extra tiers. Tiers per per second. second. Yeah. Incredible. One one thousand. 
uh, just on top of whatever you'd already be doing. Uh, just absolutely incredible. So very, very fun. I don't actually like this without rock bottom. Yeah. Uh, with rock bottom, obviously it breaks it without it. It's too much mental overhead, but I think it's a really interesting design space. Yeah. Glad it's in the game uh, for sure. 100%. It reminds me a little bit of a good version of um, data miner. Sure. Which also distorts the way the world looks mm-hmm. uh, at a cost to a stat up temporarily. But but also uh, does it like much worse effect typically. Yeah, the the uh, the the distortion is worse and the uh, effect is inconsistent. But it, it feels like a fixed version of data miner to me. Yeah, a little bit. Gary, have you ever done magic mushrooms? What a great question. Uh, I have not. I've considered <laughs> it. <laughs> what a boring answer. Um, no, no. Well, here here comes the the much more interesting place. Are you buckled up? Gary, I am. Hold on. I'm buckled up. Okay. I've thought about it. What? (laughs) So, yeah. 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 Uh, So I have thought about it because apparently it's a, it's a psychedelic that just feels good. Yeah. Yeah, Like it's it's, scary, like acid to me. It is the, it, it fits the niche of the most exciting drug. Your most boring friend has probably done. Yes. 100%. And I, in terms of drugs, I want to be a boring friend. Yeah. You know, like an exciting friend in terms of drugs, that's no fun. Yeah, it gets a little it gets a little rough vis-a-vis yeah. methamphetamine. Yeah, I, I had an exciting friend in terms in terms of drugs. He walked out in the middle of the street and got hit by a car on meth. I have uh, a buddy who day. is now a successful uh husband and father who was like mm-hmm. a real say yes to everything kind of guy when he was younger. And yeah. like he told me a story once, like, oh yeah, some guys like knocked on the door and uh asked if they could come in and smoke crack. And I was like, Yeah, sure. <laughs> And then they asked if I wanted to try some crack. And I said, yeah, I've never tried crack before. I'm like, yeah, well, was it, hey, or are you friends with a yes man? <laughs> yeah, I was, I was friends with the, um, I both actually, Gary, this is fun. Cause we used to hang out together. I'm friends both with the Dave Foley fallout character. Yes, man. And the Jim Carrey <laughs> character. Yes, man. And you were the no man. And it was, it was a special, uh, yes, yes, no. Yeah, and then after yeah, a while, the they did crew. not continue to keep me on that particular uh, text thread. Yeah, they just hang out with each other now. Hey, do you nice. want to run the strip after we figure out what to do with the Brotherhood of Steel? Yes. Do you want to try crack? Yes. You know, they just go back and forth. Yeah, no. Uh, and they are uh, kings of the world now. Yep. Uh, Biden's all. <laughs> so, Gary, yeah, neither of us have done magic mushrooms because we're both fucking boring. Yeah, I've I've only the only done pot and uh, alcohol. That's it. I've never I never even smoked a cigarette. Wow. Um, yeah, and I certainly have never done. I, I've I thought about magic mushrooms. I thought about ecstasy. Any of like the feel good euphorics. Oh, and, yeah. and whenever I go to the dentist, I get turned into a crazy Vicodin addict for about two oh, weeks. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. Other than that, though, I don't do hard drugs. Yeah. No, I'm. I, I have no active uh, substance abuse problems, uh, except I do need the Vicodin however, very badly. Please. Yeah. Yeah. However, if they sold Vicodin through Grubhub, yeah, I would never stop sleeping. Other Gary than Butter- that, though, Gary <laughs> just, Butterfield, uh, the Doctor House of the Duck Feed yeah. Network. <laughs> Uh, man, I love a euphoric. So I feel good, man. Whereas I, I view happiness as just another problem to deal with. Yeah, you know, it's one of our key philosophical differences. It's what makes this uh, show so beautiful. What happens if you get two men together, one who enjoys being happy and one who doesn't? One guy <laughs> likes <laughs> orgasms, one doesn't. It's, yeah. it's the original odd couple, you know? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, that is my favorite episode of the odd couple where Felix keeps yelling at who, I guess. No, Felix, Felix wouldn't. Chunk? 
What's his name? It's Felix and Oscar. I'm trying to think. Oscar. Thank you. It would have been funnier if it was Chonk. I should have yes-handed that bit, but I'm the no man. Uh, I, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think which of them would be all the, clues. the no the no orgasm man. Oh, uh, the the Amora Plate one. I, I guess, but it's it's very established that he very much wants to get back with his wife, which I assume is because well, to, to, uh, he hit that so good. It was, he wants to come neatly inside her with no muss, no fuss. If you're, if you're going to orgasm at home on your own, it makes a big mess. Gary, you know? do you not wear a condom when you jerk off? Uh, not for not since I was young. Gary, uh, if so, people enjoy the show, what should they do? Uh, go to the stop and shop and get some condoms. Come in them. And then go to patreon.com. And don't send them to us. Don't send them. Don't do it. That's what they should not do. Instead, send us the money that you didn't spend on condoms. <laughs> and uh, leave us writing reviews that you didn't review condoms with. On uh, yeah, podcast like, or condom addict. Uh, like this one left by uh, Slack Stalwart, Yokai Customs. Hey, Yokai. Uh, JCPenney, Sears, Target, Costco, Home Depot. And that's a five-store review. <laughs> Good little bit of business there. Aww. That's cute. Yeah. Uh, good good middle school yeah. joke there, Yokai Customs, who I assume is in uh, middle I school. I liked it. Yo- Yokai Customs uh is a really big fan of action figures uh and makes custom action figures semi professionally. Yeah, they look cool. Yeah. Uh they're they're great. They're legitimately great, actually. Um yeah. uh until next time, uh good. Hello and welcome to Everything to Guppy, the podcast where we talk about every single item, every single enemy, every single everything in The Binding of Isaac. I'm William Hughes, and I'm joined, as always, by a guy who was revolutionary in Quake uh, multiplayer in a jar, Gary Butterfield. That's me. Gary, Uh, I'll be very honest with you. I had a moment where it's like, that I sometimes get, like when we're halfway through recording a set of episodes, I'm like, oh, I'm going to miss this when it's done. And then I remember we're doing two weeks and I got real tired. (laughs) <laughs> it's it's hard to get to we should start recording a week and a half at a time uh-huh <laughs> every every <laughs> every week and a half just to turn our lives into bewildering planning nightmares yeah and make sure we're, we're not going to miss it you know yeah i, I, I think our goal is to make sure we don't miss guppy when it go yeah it, it has to be uh it has to leave us wanting more yeah uh, and leaving no one else wanting more <laughs> many people wanting less we've been told yeah yes uh, repeatedly i was looking I was looking at how few trinkets we have left. Like you can yeah, see that's the, why we swi- the screen now. Yeah, it's why we switched over back over to the old to format. Items, yeah. I had the I had the math worked out. Yeah, no, so that everything great. should I, run out roughly at the same time. You did wonderfully. It's just uh, it's very bizarre to think of uh, like running out of trinkets for this game. Yeah, uh, increasingly mm-hmm. looming. Uh, the question of what we do next. Yeah, uh, it and we've got. Uh, some ideas and we haven't spent significant time thinking about them. I've spent no time thinking of them, Gary. This is the first time I'm hearing we have ideas. No, we talked about it. Ah, but I don't remember conversations with people. Well, that doesn't mean, well, I guess that's effectively means that. (laughs) Yeah. If a conversation, if I don't remember a conversation, did it happen? Most conversations that happened, I don't remember because I wasn't there. Gary, that's a good point. You're involved in it. Most 4% of all conversations on the planet. Yeah, I, there's so much stuff happens on Earth that I don't remember. Yeah. 
most things I don't remember. Yeah. I should talk to my doctor. Uh, <laughs> if you find you aren't remembering like all conversations remember. happening at all times on the planet, consult your doctor. And he's going to be like, oh, so you're having memory problems. Like, well, I don't remember most things. And he'd be like, that's very serious. Uh, you know what day is it? I'll tell him. And then uh, I'll be like, hey, hey, hot dog sandwich. Hey, yeah. Hey. But then he's going to, then he's going to first person shooter. <laughs> then he's going to have to check your, um, he'll see your chart and see you do have improvitis and realize he's yeah, in a pit. You're like dumpster me. Like he should put me in a bag of medical waste and ship me off to Staten Island. <laughs> I, like I, I need to be dumpstered if I do that to him. You're in to Oregon, Gary. That's Ferris. a long fucking trip. I know, especially by, uh, by garbage scow or whatever. By barge. Dumpster. Barge. What's a scow? Did I make oh, up that for the session? I think they're similar. Uh, okay. I know in Space Quest V, your ship that you get assigned is referred to as a garbage scow. Yeah. I just I like garbage barge sounds great, I guess. I guess I don't like scow better. I don't know why I keep saying it. Oh, scow's a fun word. I think maybe scows are enclosed and barges are open to the beautiful air. Mm, like a hotel motel kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, Gary, much like a oh. mo hotel. Mojito. Mo hotel. Mojito. Uh, they closed down mo hotel. Um. <laughs> We're talking about rocket in a jar. Yeah. Um, so this is the first item of the six we're doing in this segment that I would call unambiguously bad. Yeah, I don't I don't like this. I die a lot with it. You can have a lot of fun if you get pyro. Yeah. It's, like if you have 99 bombs, this is very fun. It's not unneat, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, you place a bomb. It, this mm-hmm. is a, it looks like a rocket in a jar. It looks like a Metroid pickup. It does uh, look weird. identical to a fucking Metroid pickup. Thank you, Gary, for uh, pointing that mm. out. Sometimes I'm uh, astute. Uh, it gives you hey, five dude. bombs. Hey. Hey, how, how's, uh, how's Stuart doing? How's our your friend? He lives in New York Stuart now. Doing? Really? Yeah, he moved to New York, I think. Huh. Only in New York. Yep. <laughs> only in Stu so, York? What? You say Stu York? Yeah, only in Stu York. Yeah, man. Have you told him that yet? What? Have you told him that yet? No, I haven't told him only in Stu York yet. Well, next time he tells you about one of his crazy New York stories, like if he goes to a bodega. I mean, you're probably going to see before that. I do what with your Staten Island uh, barge adventures. That's true. When Dr. John L. Ferris dumpsters me and sends me to New York. Gary, did you just dox your doctor? Do you just dox her? <laughs> the, I, th- I think I've said his name before, but if okay. not, yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't like him that much. <laughs> I don't sweat him or anything, but I don't like him that much. Um, I like imagining yeah. him just taking the headphones out of his ear and like, oh, <laughs> a single tear rolls down his eye. Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't. Uh, the The medical professional who is most interested in what I do for a living, my my like foot doctor, uh, quit. Is very sad, but she it was very funny because it's like an older lady who could not get over the fact that I do this. Like, so, so for a so living, that, you just talk about video games for a living. I for I think the first, I probably talked to her about it like ten times total, you mm-hmm. know, over the course of you know five years or something, and I feel like for the first six times she was certain I was lying. Yeah, <laughs> like, it was uh, it was very good. Yeah, uh, yeah, anytime I tell people I'm a professional writer, uh, you can watch the light go out of their eyes when I tell them it's for a blog. Yeah, <laughs> you. I one of my uh, favorite like humiliating memories was meeting a bunch of my uh, friends friends at her birthday party mm-hmm. and telling them I was a podcaster and they all like just assumed it was like a serial level. Oh, kind of thing. Oh, <laughs> they thought you were more successful instead of assuming that you were unsuccessful. Yeah, they were just like, "Oh, that's awesome!" Like, so do you do you just like investigate? Where do you find your your crimes to investigate? Oh my god, like that. that's amazing, dude! <laughs> it was it was very funny, and I was like. Mm-hmm. 
no, you know, we just we talk about games and movies and, com- and comics and shit. And, and I've never seen somebody get less interested in me quicker oh my than God, those, that, those two people. <laughs> oh, I'm pu- Gary. I'm putting that, uh, secondhand memory in my, in my little, in my little hope chest. It's, just take it's a real pop good it out one. to snack on later when I'm sad. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a real good one, man. Uh, what this does is if you lay a bomb and you don't press anything, it's just a bomb. Mm-hmm. But if you're holding End of direction, item. End of item. Nothing happens. Yeah. It's a non-item. Yeah, that, that's what you want to have happen. Yeah. Uh, instead, if you press a direction, you shoot a rocket. To be clear, if direction. you sh- press a firing uh, control yes. specifically. Uh, and a tricky thing about Isaac is you're always doing that. Yeah. It, it can uh, be tricky to just take your fingers off that very intentionally to set a bomb. Yeah. Sometimes you like when you're playing Isaac, sometimes you just kind of have the fire button going just cause why not? Yeah. It's where your thumb's yeah. going to be anyway. Uh, yep. And therefore you shoot a rocket, which means you miss your bomb target or you blow yourself up against a wall or something. Yeah. Uh, pretty lame. And so, being able to throw using this offensively, being able to shoot rockets at people is not actually that it's not easier than it would be to like hit them with a bomb. If you wanted to use a bomb in combat. Yeah, like I'm thinking about like Mom's Heart. The amount of like mm-hmm. Mom's Heart sits in the middle of the screen. The amount yep. of space you can be in to fire this successfully that will not also hit you with the splash damage is so minuscule. Yes. It's like not a big enough game for this. It really isn't. Like there are obviously cool things you can do with this, but also like Tears is free, Gary. Yeah, Tears is free. And they don't do like this does this should be a big damage up if mm-hmm. it in rocket form. Like, it doesn't need to make your bombs do more damage, but if you hit, like, an enemy with a rocket, like, it should do real big damage to them. Yeah. In this game. Uh, and it just kind of doesn't. Um, very demoralizing to just, like, I have a couple rockets, I'm near the end, fire a couple bombs, one of them you hit yourself, you do a small chunk of a boss's damage. I'm trying to think you know? whether I, on the whole, like rocket launchers in video games. Ooh. There are good ones. Half-Life 2 comes to mind. Or, yeah, Half-Life 2, does that still have the tracking? Yeah. Okay. That's Uh, that's where the tracking uh, came from. I thought you could, I thought they tracked in in Half-Life 1. If so, it only happens once. It's a much bigger part of Half-Life 2, but I think it only happens in Half-Life 2, actually. Okay. Um, Uh, Obviously, the Quake 3 Arena rocket launcher is, like, one of the great candy experiences of a game, right? mm. Just firing out 8 million rocket launchers for the most part. I don't think firing off like a, like a physical projectile in a game like that is, is super satisfying most of the time. It kind of depends. It's, it's easier to think of the good ones, but, and, or it's not super easy to kind of think of the good ones. I only think of a few. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like the, uh, rocket launcher in Deus Ex because it's also a tool. See, I never use it because I'm a good non, uh, lethal boy. Well, not for, I mean, not for killing people. I mean, a tool for busting open doors and shit. You're a tool for busting open doors and shit. <laughs> Lockpicking podcaster. I was playing um, um, Human Fall Flat with my buddy John on stream last night, and it is very fun to try to use the other person as you're, like, cracking stuff open uh, mm. object. It doesn't work, so you're just slamming their face into a wall a bunch of times. But. <laughs> you're just doing the trailer for a serious man. It's Gary, that's uh, ex- fucking exactly. The, man, I, I can't believe I didn't pull that last night. God, I love that trailer. Yeah, it's a great trailer. I love that movie too. That's my favorite Coen Brothers comedy movie. Um, uh, I'm a Burn After yeah. Reading guy, but I like Burn After Reading quite a bit. Like I like the Coen Brothers comedy movies, except for Lady Killers. Well, Lady Killers is so funny though. The man has IBS, and he met Mountain Girl. Yeah, and IBS Girl. singles. Uh, uh, place the man eats his. The, the one singles. man eats his cigarette and dies. Yep, 
No, I remember. I've seen the film. Gary, uh, let's talk. Yeah, let's, like, can we do the Lady Killers minute? Uh, yeah. I would say no because we're running up on time, but I'm feeling generous. Okay. Yes. Well, I meant that's the next podcast that we do is every episode is oh. a 30-minute dissection of <laughs> one minute one of minute. Lady Killers. That's a great idea. <laughs> the, uh, how often should it come out? Once every two months? Uh, I think so, yeah. Just to really give us some yeah. legs. Gary, real fast, uh, actual question. Have you seen the uh, Boz Lerman Elvis movie trailer with Tom Hanks? Uh, yes. What yeah, do you think? How- yeah. How do you feel about what Tom Hanks is doing there? I, boy, I, not how you feel about it based on how you're (laughs) asking the question. No, I'm just, I'm asking an open-ended question. How do you feel about the really cool stuff Tom Hanks is doing in that trailer? Neutral question. I just have a very strong memory about it. Uh, Yeah, neutral, I guess. You know, they got him in a fat (laughs) suit and he's going, you and I are both orphan children who are just alone in the world. I'm Tom Hanks. Maybe, I, maybe he was so, so transformed that I didn't recognize him, or more likely, I wasn't <laughs> no. paying attention because it was a Boz Lerman trailer for an Elvis biopic. Yeah, uh, and I was—I don't that that couldn't be less for me. There cannot, I, I don't Gary, care about I cannot believe things. that the Tom Tom Hanks playing like Baron Harkonnen almost did not <laughs> register for you. I, I was I was probably having a very lovely time with my girlfriend, and we might have been eating food <laughs> or getting a so little, get little pre movie HJ. Yeah, I was maybe getting a little bit of a pre movie gasm. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Just to just to lube up for the movie. Sure. Yeah, Gary, I I, I piece you to go watch that trailer after we get done recording, so you can really experience <laughs> Tom <laughs> Hanks. Just I geese you. Yeah. No, I always say gaze, but I like geese as well. Yeah, I don't really uh, know. Yeah, I don't know which one it is. I, I will. I will do so. You um, don't have to. Fact, I don't care. Uh, Gary, no, what should people will, do if I, they I'll like the show? I, go to patreon.com slash TV and leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or Podcast Addict. Uh, like this one from... Shit, I lost the page. I lost the page. Gary, vamp. Oh, uh, ah, snake. This isn't actually regular water. This is water with a very low density. It's been aerated, so you'll sink and drown. <laughs> that is a perfect uh, Phil Lamar impression, dude. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Let's see. Uh, okay. Like this review left on podcast or on Apple Podcast by RFVGRFVG, the fool Worst and his friend. Tangle or like tag. Uh, what, what am I thinking of? I don't know, man. Uh, you did interrupt me to say handle. it, so I hope you have an idea. <laughs> it's, uh, worst handle. Sure. Ever had. Yeah, uh, title, The Fool and His Friend. Will, what do you think of Abject Suffering's opening skits? Five stars. Bye. And that was a five-star review. Nice. I'm sorry uh, I said such mean things about your handle. Yeah. Uh, all I'll say is that they are less actionable than the Waff ones because it fits better in a comedy show. Actionable. Yeah. Uh, actionable. Uh, real quick while we're still in the show. <laughs> Yeah. Is it Trinket or Boss next time? <laughs> it's Boss. Okay, thank you. Good. Uh, good. Hello and welcome to Everything to Guppy, the Binding of Isaac podcast that covers every boss, 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 and a boss in the Binding of Isaac series of video games. My name is Gary Butterfield, and with me as always is Hexen Jr., Will Hughes. 
Hey Gary, it's me. Uh, I'm weird fantasy, vague RPG overtones, uh, id shooter heretic. Yes, they're great. I love they are. Games. They are very cool. They're like those fucking like stained glass windows and shit. It looks so good. Have you played? Have you played a medieval like the the heretic hexen boomer shooter like revival thing? I have not it's played not, it. No. Not, yeah, I'm not, it's not like I don't like it as much as I like Dusk, but it is full of like really awesome boomer shooter stained glass window nice shit like aesthetically it's great um mm -hmm. uh it's boss 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 yeah yeah nothing no no addendum just no boss we no, uh, welcome to boss no Welcome to boss. Hope you survived the experience. Uh, this is the uh, heretic. This is a great boss. I love this guy. I think this guy is great. Here's, here's my one, uh, niggle with this guy. Like the one thing I don't like about him. Uh huh. When he, when he does the attack where he drops down the little flaming balls that connect. Yes. Like his coolest web, attack. It's super cool. Do you know what when the logic snows. is? <laughs> do you know that when it snows, uh, my my eyes become alive? And uh, do you know what the logic is about which ones of those are going to connect and what order? Like, how do you dodge that? I believe it's just the order that they dropped in. They appear okay. one at a time, and then you just have to keep track of what order. And and if, if all else fails, just get to the sides and avoid any spot where there's a line between any of them. I feel like I try to do that many times and oftentimes just get hit. Gary, it sounds, it's not it a sounds big like deal. a, a problem like that can be solved like. by get good. Well, that's why I was asking you if you knew how to get good. Yeah. And but I told like you. all good, good people. You didn't help. You just kind of said, just do I, it. I told you to pay attention yeah. more. Well, that's what I was doing. Okay. I was but obviously more. paying attention as much as I could. Yeah. Then perhaps you simply do not have the qualities required to master this video game. Yeah. See, that that would be at least honest if good, good people said that. Yeah. Uh, except mm -hmm. that you'll never get good. Yeah. It, there we go. Much more honest. Gary, uh, uh, we, you, you jumped us way, way forward in the description of this boss. I am tired. If I didn't do that, I was going to forget that I was going to say it. I know. So I had uh, to. So uh, this is, let's, this let's is like back. the evolved version of the haunt, kind of. Well, there's already like there's the haunt. Yeah. Then there's the skeleton haunt. And here's the skeleton haunt with a cool cloak. With accessories. So yeah. this, this has a uh, neat little, this is a neat little opening thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there will be uh, five enemies called exorcists who are impossible to hurt, who are mm -hmm. sitting, who are around a pentagram, and then they summon the heretic in. Yep. It's great. Uh, then you have to kill them. They turn to fanatics, which are versions of exorcists who are very easy to kill. Because mm -hmm. uh, that's not really, it, it just, it's almost like an interactive cutscene. You know, yeah. like killing those guys is not really part of the challenge. It's And again, to like pull back to the haunt parallels, it's a little bit like killing the little ghosts before the haunt, except much yes. easier. Yes, very much so. Not like, least of which because this is mausoleum, mausoleum exclusive. Yes, uh, the hardest set of floors in the game. So you're, uh, but I you're probably rolling something that can burn through those guys pretty fast. Yes, uh, and then he just gets a a, a wide array of behaviors. Gary, <laughs> uh, <laughs> truer words never said describing <laughs> the actions of a boss in this game. Oh, why this guy's got moves? Then he proceeds to uh, do several uh, actions things. Uh, a verb happens. Um, after you kill the guys, his worshippers, then he becomes solid. 
So that's his, considered his second phase. Uh, up until the point wait, he floats around, waiting, he can still uh, hurt you. Kept, kept you, waiting, Ooh. Uh, you think this is water, Snake, but it's not. It's like you're, It's like Phil Lamar is on the call. Hello, I'm Phil Lamar. Hello, you might remember me from getting shot in the face in Pulp Fiction. Yes, I. it was an accident and I do not forgive them. Is it okay for us to be doing the voice of a black man? Up in the I air. I think it's all right since we're doing the voice of Vamp. Oh, sure. Who's sure. a honky. Um, I think he's like Eastern Europe. Talk- I don't know. Is Vamp a honky? Let's, do it, let's not okay. figure out what Vamp is. We don't want to litigate uh, where, <laughs> where Vamp is from. Check Vamp's, says, pri- like, let's check Vamp's privilege. 10,000 words written on it Yeah, uh, right now that we have ready access to. Um, did you know that that water thing is fake? Uh, I did because you're repeating yourself from another podcast. I, yep. I just want to make sure. I want to make sure everyone listens. So if they, if they only listen to Guppy, they know Kojima's a liar. Yeah. Uh, Gary, honestly, I only really listen to your other shows so that I can tell when you're recycling material on this one. That's great. I wish everyone would do that because I I feel so (laughs) embarrassed when I recycle material. As the Um, as the duck feed ombudsman, that's it's on me to keep you honest. I appreciate it. Uh, Let's talk about some of these attacks this guy has. Yes. Uh, So Gary already talked about uh, his big signature attack, which is he will suddenly spawn fires in a roughly star shaped pattern. Yes. Uh, and then a brimstone laser will fire between all of those, usually making kind of a, sh- a star shape. It's blue or purple as well. Mm-hmm. It's whatever color this is. So it looks cool. Today it's I learned uh, that you can destroy those with uh, explosions if you're very fast. I did not know that either. Yeah. Uh, I, all I get concentrated on is the awesome little face he makes when he does it. He seems like real happy. Um. He uh, he shoots out uh, projectiles that explode into radial patterns, mm-hmm. like kind of lobs them, so like arcs them, uh, which is great. He does a little uh, stealth hit will, where he like rushes off screen and then charges back in and tries to bite you. Yeah, you know, and that, that's basically it for phase two. It's not. I said it was a lot of attacks. <laughs> I was about it's to not. Gary, I think you oversold. I may have oversold it. Uh, it's just they're all like interesting and hard. Yeah, there's very and little attacks are chaff trivial. here. Uh, and then when he dies, he has a little fuck you. His mm-hmm. eyeball falls down and shoots out in different directions. So he can hit you there at the very end. Yeah. I think this guy is great in terms of design and also just as a, like a challenge to handle like really well balanced, I think, for where you fight him. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, 100% uh, for where you fight him. I also, uh, he looks so cool. Usually when bosses look good in this game, they look cute. Yeah. I think the heretic looks cool. Yeah, like he's like uh, he's like a rare. big broken skull with a cloak on, and then he's got his like glowing purple eye. Purple is not a color that Isaac uses a ton. I feel like no, no. This is like um, if you remade a Christmas Carol with Pac Man, this would be the Ghost of Christmas Past future for Pac Man. Yeah, Gary. I uh, I usually when you say things or, like that, I try to one up them for the purposes of comedy. Go on. Or if you made Scrooged with Pac Man, uh huh. This would be the ghost of Christmas future with uh, Scrooge to Pac-Man. Gary, if you were required by both family connection and a uh, and contract law to cast Brian Doyle Murray in Isaac, who would you cast him as? Ooh, that's a great question. Thanks, Gary. Um, I thought so. I think he would make a. Uh, I would love to have him as the shopkeep. 
Sure. Like as a, as a greed thing mm-hmm. uh, for the voicing. And then in terms of physicality, Monstro 2. Gary, I was going to say Monstro 1. So we'll never we'll never be able to come to terms on this particular one, yeah. you motherfucker. We're, 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 we're miles apart on this one. Yeah. There's oceans uh, in between us. And that is very yeah. far. Yeah. And quite, quite far. Uh, anything else with uh, Heretic? No, I'm okay with this being a slightly shorter uh, episode. He's really cool. He's he's great. Yeah, obviously he's a reference to uh, The Exorcist 2, Heretic. Mm -hmm. You ever Uh, see Exorcist 2, Gary? I actually haven't. Uh, And and the reason why is not controversial, but people sometimes get cranky with me when I say it. I think The Exorcist 1 is really bland and boring. People love that fucking movie. I do not get it. Let's get. Uh, let's, I think let's get it into is so it slow and horrible. It's. Okay. I. I think that the like the uh, the couple of big good moments in Exorcist One are really okay. good. Um. Okay. You know, spider walking down the stairs and stuff freaks me out. I think mm-hmm. the the opening parts where it, no one knows what's going on, I think genuinely okay. have some real slow burn horror to them. It has no climax. Okay. Yep. Like it's a movie about Unlike Christian myself. victory, which means it's all about like taking the evil into yourself and then dying. Yes. Maybe that's why it, uh, it doesn't work for me. But the other th- reason is that for large swaths of it, like not very much happens. Yeah. Like uh, you have to like the thing about that movie is it was released into an environment where I think it was much more common for people to actively be afraid of evil. Yes. Yeah. The, like a devil evil. Yeah. You know, as opposed to like, uh, like an actual evil. You yeah. Know? Uh, I think I've told you this before. My favorite exorcist memory, uh-huh. hands down. Uh, when I used to work at NIU for the copier program, they set us next to the magazines. And the magazines, they put up a little library. Uh, okay. the, the copier program and the magazines were in a library okay. uh, at the college, NIU. They had a poster up for the movie section, uh, the magazine section that was about movies. And they took little squares from like the 50 most popular films. Mm-hmm. You know, or most uh, famous films. So you had like Citizen Kane, he's like on his bed. And then you would have uh, like Spartacus, he's on the chariot. Mm-hmm. And the one they chose for The Exorcist was her shoving the cross up her pussy. And somebody oh. just got away with making this home ca- homemade uh, college poster. And she's like, I'm going to do that scene with her like diddling herself with the cross and looking back over the camera like, hey, hey, hey. Yeah, like Jesus, looking like I she was w- passed somebody in Mario Kart. Yeah, let Jesus fuck you. you. Know? Yeah. Uh, she, they just chose that part. It's very funny to me. Gary, that anecdote was an amazing race between uh, my flagging interest and just an, just enough, just enough juice in there to just get over the line. That was like, you ever play um, Outrun? No. You know, the old Sega racing game Outrun where you're like, or Rad Racer. We can say Rad Racer instead. I play Rad Racer. Sure. Yeah. Where like you just kind of drift over the the checkpoint just far enough to get a little more time. And you know you're going to die next time because you're like, it's a little poor get yeah. poor kind of situation. You're going to get 15 seconds to run a whole lap. That, yeah, that was that was that story for me. All stories are like that for you. You, you were very tr- demanding. I only said like two sentences before you got real bored and started doing the affected board voice. No, I wasn't doing it. <laughs> I swear to God, you were getting the best of me in that story. I was really trying, as you alluded to, the copier program and then started describing famous scenes. from Yeah, like the Citizen Kane on the bed. Oh, and like, like mm. well, surely you understand that. Uh, it was worthwhile to understand why I was seeing this poster. Sure. It's just, it's a real <laughs> condemnation of the idea that specificity improves stories. 
This is the soul of wit. Yeah. And that story was the very soul of wit. Yeah. If uh, Gary's brain, like, God, he doesn't understand. He doesn't. Understand. Oh, Spartacus and his chariot. Oh. Yeah. Uh, one of the things uh, we, that, that's like, um, I was going to say that's like uh, John Mulaney's bit about the uh, iced tea going yep. through addictions, but that guy's a jerk now. Yeah. Fuck John Mulaney. Um, uh, I will. Ju- my only uh, exorcist thing is uh, if you want to watch like a pretty fucking solid uh, horror, like serial killer, supernatural horror movie in which Brad Dorif does some real fucked up shit. Exorcist three. Check it out. I, I should. I, I've heard that they get weirder, uh, which is interesting to me because the first one is too normy. Two, two is super weird. It's uh, the guy who made, I think, Deliverance. I think John Borman, I think. And it, it gets very mm. psychedelic and also weirdly sexual between uh, like Richard Burton, who's 50 or whatever, and Sissy Spacek, who is whatever, Ooh. maybe 20. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that, But three is just George C. Scott solving a possession-based serial killer movie where Brad Dorif is playing like the, the supernatural serial killer. That sounds really rad. I love Brad Dorif. Yeah. Uh, who doesn't? I don't uh, know that anyone doesn't you, like Brad Dorif. Maybe people who played too much missed three and didn't care for his performance there. What's your What's your premiere Brad Dorif? It's probably like, genuinely your, that because I'm not a Deadwood guy. Uh, yeah. So not a Dark I, City I, guy. A what? Isn't he in Dark City? I do not believe he's in Dark City. The main antagonist in Dark City is Richard O'Brien from Rocky Horror Picture Show. For some reason, I thought he was in that. Anywho, I, we'll, we'll figure this all out. Off Gary, we're going to figure this out together. You and I, yes. hand in hand, are going to figure out if Brad Dorff was in Dark Alex Proyas's Dark City. He's not, but we'll figure it out together. How how could we ever find out? There's really mm-hmm. no way to know. Uh, so Gary, you want to review? It's the Da Vinci Code 4. Uh, yes. Uh, how about this one from Left on Podcast Addict? Oh, no, Apple Podcast. God damn it. By Eli43068. Streaming Disco Elysium some days from noon to 3 p.m. EST. I think outside of the really profound, really, really funny stuff, how do you get so cool, Kim? Really is my favorite line in Disco Elysium. Puts a grin on my face every time. And that's the review. I want to applaud Eli, who's a regular on my streams, for finally figuring out that you can use this to advertise. He's the first person. That being said, I do believe that Eli finished those streams, so they are not currently running. (laughs) Too late too late my my uh premier brad duraf is crewman lon Suter from voyager <laughs> yeah who i think uh, is a, like a weird psychotic creep you know what i was thinking of instead of night city What's that which guy? is the weirdest thing for me to be thinking about uh aliens resurrection okay yeah so. he does he plays like a creepy doctor in that right yeah yeah that's how, that's what i was thinking of and the per the character i was thinking of in dark city that i was mixing up with is played by Kiefer sutherland oh you were thinking of the Kiefer character okay yeah i can Just, i uh, can yeah, bad brain today Kiefer's great in that i can totally see dorif doing yeah. it but yeah they look similar that sequence um, at the end where Sutherland, like he injects him with all the memories of him teaching. So it's just like flashing back to as a child, like the child main character being taught by various different Kiefer Sutherlands is real creepy. Yes, that that's it's great. God, I got to see that movie again. It's it ends with a big psychic battle, which is really bad. Yeah, yeah. Up until that point, it's great. Lo- you um, know, I'm not a big Rufus Sewell fan either, but he's good in that. Yeah, lovely movie. Uh, good. good. 